Queen Bee. And I'm Dr. E. We are Audacity to Believe. And Queen V, we have a very special guest today. Now, this guest isn't just an ordinary guest. She's a very special guest. And I'm going to tell you why. She is my sister cousin. And she is someone that will just make you want to scream and sing first thing in the morning because she loves life. She loves living. Now, her name is Shimon simply because she is the Shimon of the Shimons. Let me tell you a little <laughs> bit more about my sister cousin. She is an entrepreneur for, for Odans and Phil. She's an independent leader and she, I'm gonna tell you something, when it comes to getting your skin looking beautiful and smooth and pretty, Shimon has the secret to that. But it's more to Shimon than just the Rodan and Phil. She was a vice president of Bank of America client relations officer in the private banking industry. She's also owned a small call center and she employed hundreds of people where she did a lot of training on sales service and how to deal with uh, the community. She is a philanthropist. She does a lot of charity work with people from around the world. What I love about Shimon is that she's a giver. She gives a lot to anyone that comes around her. And like I said, if you, if you know Shimon and if you hear about Shimon first thing in the morning, she's gonna have a video that wanna make you scream and get your day going. <laughs> and she's just full of hope, full of life, full of energy. She's worked at the Children's Hospital in Oakland. And again, she does so much in the community, but what makes Shimon's story so special? is that besides all of the wonderful things that has happened in her life, she's dealt with some significant tragedies. And those tragedies has to deal with cancer and surviving cancer. And more importantly, when a doctor tells you, uh, Queen V, that there's no hope or there's nothing that you can, they can do for you, and you're, and you're, you're able to, to really plow through the negativity and you find your place or whatever it is, that is Shimon. And one other thing that I have to say about Shimon, whenever negative news hits her, she always rely and lean on the very things that keeps her going. And that is, she's a dancer. Shimon does a lot of uh, <laughs> dancing with the theater and the arts. And let me tell you this, now it's not only on paper, but I have seen Shimon in action at, at, a, uh, at a workout facility where she would break out and start dancing. And I'm gonna tell you, I thought I love to dance, but when you, when you see Shimon dance, you just wanna stop and you wanna say, can I dance with you? And so uh, she finds a way to just bring whatever training or whatever uh, uh, you know, spiritual skills that she has, she finds a way to bring that into her well-being to keep her going and to keep her positive. Let me just say one other thing before we talk about Shimon and before you ask Shimon any questions, and that is Shimon not only uh, does community service, but she did something very significant at San Jose State University. She worked with the students uh, in the uh, GOAL program. That's a generation of aspirational leaders. And she trained these young minds on how to be a leader. And she would always challenge them and say, 
what is your why? Why are you doing this? Why are you in college? And the students would have to pause and take a, take a step and they uh, uh, back and say, well, you know what? I really need to think about why I'm in school. It's not just for my parents. It's not just to make money, but I'm here to learn. And Shimon would always challenge these students. But what is interesting, even when she was challenging the students, she was going through some significant health issues and she would not breathe a word to anyone. So without any further ado, uh, Queen V, I'm gonna turn it over to you because we need to find out what makes Shimon, Shimon, the well, Shimon. It will be nice to hear from Shimon about Shimon. So Shimon, what would you say were your uh, go-tos in this whole journey of your illness? What First were those all, things that you relied on the most? First of all was my faith. You know, a lot of people say God, universe, but that's true. Uh, if I didn't have that foundation and belief that I was going to be taken care of, I would have given up a long time ago. And that carried me through. Then my family. Uh, I had friends too. Friends from, I didn't expect to come to my rescue would do that. Um, that made me feel even more empowered because they showed me that I was worth fighting for. And that also gave me the strength to keep going. And just the purpose of knowing I had something greater to do. I knew right. it. You know how you just know in your soul that you're supposed to be, it's not your time. It wasn't my time. So that kept me going to just forge through all of the illnesses that I've had to deal with. So, yeah. Well, that's amazing to me. And you are absolutely full of joy. Yes. When I met you, I just fell in love with you. I, you know, met you over this internet. I've not ever met you in person yet. Had yeah. that honor, but you are so full of joy. And I'm certain that is probably why people rush to you because like that scripture says, it's bread passed on water will return to us. The joy that you've given out has come back in support to you. But yeah. you know, when I hear about you being a philanthropist, Mm. and giving out so much you know as you know from my medical background and years of nursing I know that you know it is a tight rope walk between giving out and caring for yourself how have you been able to balance the giving of others and the stewarding of you what yeah. does that look like Ooh, for you? that's a good question thank you for asking that because I had to learn to take care of me you know, you give so much to other people you don't realize. And I think I was burning out. And when the cancer happened, it was a wake up call. It really was. I, I consider it my blessing because it said, wake up, Shimon, take care of yourself. Woo, woo. Lights, lights. <laughs> so that's gave me a perspective. And I started going inward a little bit more with prayer. I would do yoga, meditation, self-development books. I, I'm a big believer in reading those. And I started doing that after the cancer, uh, the first time around. And then it just became more for me to be centered so that when I do help other people, it is authentic. It is because I feel like doing it and not because I'm tired and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. But it, it comes from that source of, yes, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, but I need to feed myself too. And that's how I do it. Prayer, meditation, yoga, exercise, dance. Uh, yes, I have to get my dance in. 
And just knowing that, okay, I've taken care of me. And after hearing Marilyn describe me, I'm in more love with me now. <laughs> I love Dr. E gives the most incredible introductions. I'm telling you, you yes. feel all of the magnitude of the person. Yes. But Dr. E, can you uh, relate that story that you told us before about when you didn't know that Shimon was ill and you needed to drop her off or something so okay. that our viewers can know how they can best serve people that are going through? Okay, I'll be happy to do that, Queen V. Uh, there was one particular evening that uh, uh, that I called Shimon and I and said, Shimon, I, I have to meet with a group of students. We're going to take them out. Uh, to eat is because they've done such a great job in the goal program. That's the generation of aspirational leaders. Well, of course, Shimon said, okay, I'm all in. I, I'd be more than happy to, uh, to, to uh, work with the students. Pick me up and let's go and we will take these students out to eat. So once we got uh, to uh, our destination, I said, okay, I'm going to park over here, Shimon, and we can walk across the street. Now I'm talking about literally across the street. And Shimon said, you know, Marilyn, can you just drop me off on the corner? And I'm saying, well, Shimon, we're, it's only across the street. Uh, uh, let me grab this parking spot and we can walk across the street. She says, Marilyn, I really, really, I, I need you to drop me off at the corner. And so I, um, I, I was okay with it. It's like, let me drop her off. And then I dropped her off at the corner, but I noticed Shimon was moving very slowly into the building. Uh, meanwhile, I turn the corner and I park the car and I walk inside of the building and Shimon's there, etc. And uh, we engage with the students and uh, Shimon, you know, somehow she had on the happy face and I still didn't get it. I did not know there was anything that was going on with Shimon. Now, I'll just say this. Uh, sometimes when people just say, drop me off at the corner so I can just walk a few steps, you just think, well, you're just being lazy, you know, come on, you can walk, you can walk across the street, come on, you know, you know, I don't want to walk by myself, you should walk with me across the street so we can walk in there together. But this was different. After we had um, our mill and, and the students were just so happy because we're talking about the underrepresented students, the underserved students, that going out into, going to a, a, a nice restaurant to eat is, is something that we take for granted. But it's something that's a real big deal for these kids. And on my on our way home, Shimon revealed to me that she was having a real difficult time breathing. And she had to keep catching her breath and every so many steps, catching her breath. She couldn't hardly breathe. And I didn't pick up on that. But don't you know, two days later, she was in the hospital. Complete, you know, uh, Shimon, you can talk about your own, uh, you, what you went through. But I was taken aback when I realized that she gave up herself to help these students because that's how important it was for her. And she had been sick for a long time and she did not tell anyone. And so I look at, at Shimon when I say a person that makes you want to scream when you get up and I'm screaming for the good thing, like you because you're, you're excited. You just want you see the sun, you wake up, you see the sky and you're just happy to be alive. Yeah. That's what I mean about screaming. It's like, oh, my gosh. I'm alive. Thank you, Jesus. I'm alive. You, that's the type of person Shimon is. But when I learned that she was in the hospital two days later, that made me stop and pause. And I'm saying, how selfish was I to try to convince Shimon to just walk across the street? 
we got to be a lot more sensitive to other people. Shimon, share what was going on with you uh, with the, the, the heart failure and everything else that you had gone through. Yeah, um, we had covered this last time, but other people don't know this yet. But I had survived cancer once, cancer twice. And the chemo that I took the first time around had a side effect, which was congestive heart failure. And it didn't show up until 30 years later. Can you imagine that? And so here I am, they were testing me thinking it was asthma, this and that. And all of a sudden it was like, uh, we, we, you know, let me get you into a cardiologist. That was after we had dinner, Marilyn, and I went to the doctor and the, as soon as the cardiologist walked in, she said, get her to ER, I mean, the emergency room now. And they took me down to the emergency room. I guess she could see water. I don't know. You're, you're a nurse. But mm -hmm. you know, she, she could see it in my face that I, I, you know, so right away she's like, get her. And they did all this stuff, hooked me up, blah, blah, blah. blah. And sure enough, they admitted me uh, immediately, shipped me over to San Francisco, got that big old machine, ran through the big machine. And yeah, I was in the hospital for a week and a half being drained of 70 pounds of water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that is so, 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 so very serious. I went yep. through that with my late husband who also had congestive heart failure, actually um, passed from, you know, the Widowmaker's heart attack that they tell you about that's associated yeah. with that. Yep. But, um, you know, Shimon, in spite of all of this, what is it about the giving out to the students that energizes you and makes you feel that it is worth the effort. Because I know personally from your condition that it is effort. It is not it is. easy. It's that not. you just can't roll out of bed and decide, oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. You have to prepare, you have to have your body ready, you have to have your systems in place. What was it about what you were doing that felt so impactful that it was worth your precious time? Well, my why was because what Marilyn said, these were underserved children. I was one of those underserved children. I was a mother, a, a daughter of a teenage mother. Uh, my grandmother took care of me until the age of seven. I'm gonna get emotional again. Um, your life experiences teaches you. It's, it is better to give than to receive. Yeah. That is truth. And kids are our future. And those kids that Marilyn had me working with, some were very lost. Homeless. I couldn't believe how many homeless students were at San Jose State University. So what am I to complain about? I'm still breathing. I'm still living. And I still have something to give. And that's what drives me, is that purpose for them to feel like they belong. Well, you said it all, your face says it all. <laughs> and you know what? You are a gift. When I see you, that is the word that comes to mind. You are a gift. And I love that, you know, you have allowed the pain and the tragedy to not make you bitter, but make you better and make you more powerful. Because yeah. I think the more loving you are, the more powerful you are. It's the so more true. you are able to authentically and unapologetically and compassionately feel for those students. So you are a gift 
absolutely you. Right. And you are wrapped in a bow you're cute as can be anyway <laughs> but you are a gift thank you, you. Gift. and it's just been so wonderful queen just, bee i wanted to throw another uh, um um anecdote out there and that is uh uh we were going to take the students to a three-day uh conference to a Silomar, California, uh, so that the students can learn how to uh, just appreciate what life has to offer them and to just run workshops and everything else. And, and Shimon's assignment, I gave her one assignment. I said, Shimon, if you can get on the bus with all these students, I'll trail the bus and I'll just follow them <laughs> in the car. And here's all of these students, Shimon, you know, with just, you know, it's like, okay, Marilyn, I'll be happy to, uh, uh, to be on the bus with the students as, you more as a guide, a, a guide and, and just to kind of get the students ready for this three-day experience. Well, from the from San Jose, by the time we got to Asilomar, <laughs> the students were getting off the bus saying, Mama Shimon, we love you, Mama Shimon. Everybody yeah. started calling her Mama Shimon. Yeah. I said, Shimon, I only gave you one assignment. <laughs> that is to drive down with these students. But I'm going to tell you, the students absolutely loved her and they still love her and they still call yep. her Mama Shimon. Yep. But these are students, a lot of them don't have a mama. They don't even have a daddy. Yep. But Shimon, there was something about what, I still try to figure out what magic she worked. I've been in academia <laughs> for 37 years and I still haven't been called Mama Marilyn. No way. Uh -uh. No, but they love you. You know they I love you. Um, every student, Mama Shimon, we just love you, Mama Shimon. And, that was such an amazing uh, three-day experience. And Shimon spent all of those three days literally not only working with the teams and the groups that we, we formed, but she worked with individuals. Yeah. And she kept those relationships, even right now, those relationships are cemented. And yeah. I am just super grateful for you. A matter of fact, um, the other thing, because I am the only black female professor, I needed somebody to lock arms with me and help me with these underrepresented minority students is because I couldn't be everything to everybody with all of the issues that, that come with being the only one, you know, the, uh, when students are in the only black or the only Hispanic, Latina, Latinx in their class, it feels a little lonely for them. And so they seek out professors that look like me and so I had to seek out Shimon because I knew she can dance and I know the students love her. And I said, okay, Shimon, if you can hang out with me. And so she did that with me for three years at San Jose State until we developed that program and we made the program ginormous. It's over, it's literally a worldwide. And then we passed it on as a gift to the San Jose State University College of Business. Yep. And to this very day, the program is thriving. Yep. That's amazing. Well, you know what? Two, two beautiful, brilliant, you know, people loving queens. I just think, how can you lose? How can you lose? You know, when you are on assignment. And, you know, the thing is, when you're on assignment, as you know, Shimon, you're just being Shimon. You yeah. don't know the end of a thing. And yep. that is what I think is so beautiful about having the audacity to believe yeah. and the audacity to stand and keep standing because you never know there's always a person connected to your assignment. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, did you always feel that you were destined to work with young people? Uh, what, what has your experience hmm. been that you would be drawn to them or them drawn to you? Yeah, that's a good question, Vanita, because I didn't want kids. <laughs> Never had kids and couldn't have kids. <laughs> so that I think it was because of my experience of what I went through, like I said, being a product of a teenage mother and seeking approval and trying to get attention and, you know, that kind of stuff when you're young. And as you get older and you grow, it was deep in my soul that I, I don't know, I always just knew I was special, that God had a purpose for me. Yeah. Even though I couldn't have a birth or didn't want to birth children, I loved kids. I was always that person looking out for little ones. And it's so funny because my niece is like that now. She oh. is a teacher. So yeah, I think that's it. I just think that my experience led me to care about these kids who may be alone or even lonely like I was when I was little, but take that and turn it into something positive and not look at it as I'm less than, but I am enough. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I am just so, so drawn to your story because you have so many facets that are so unusual oh. to me. Number one, surviving cancer twice is, uh, hey, that's huge. That's audacious in and of itself. Yep. But I know also that you were raised as an African-American on Native American land. Yes. I have a, a long history with Na Native American land too, as you know, but that's so interesting to me. What was that experience like? And did you feel a part of, or did you feel separate from your community? Uh, I felt a part of my community because it was quite a few um, people of color, black people, Hispanics were on there too. Uh, so we had a good little mixture and we didn't know it was anything different until we came to California. We like, whoa. What's this? <laughs> we all hung out. They actually had real teepees on the on the reservation, and uh, we just all got along and just we gelled. And then I started seeing the separation when I came to California. Wow! That, that everybody don't get along. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what happened. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned not having children, which I didn't know that you didn't have any born children. Obviously, right. you have children because right. uh, Dr. E and I, one of the most impactful people that we had growing up was Mama Katie. You probably hear us wow. talking about her a lot. Yeah. And she had no children, uh, birth children, but she had hundreds <laughs> of other children. She was like a Mama Shimon. Right. We oh, loved yeah. her. So your impact, as you know, is not limited to how many children you can birth, honey. Right. You have eons, generations that unseen, that yep. you have touched, that you'll never know about on this side, that you yeah. have impacted their life. So yeah. on behalf of your students, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. We thank know, Marilyn. No, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. say this. Uh, there's a couple of uh, things that I think about uh, when, I, uh, when I think of Shimon. And that is someone who is absolutely selfless. When she went to the hospital after, you know, the couple days after she took the students out, she was online on Facebook talking to the students, letting everybody know that she was okay. And, and 
uh, she was in a very dire situation. Yeah. I mean, life-threatening situation, but she would not let that stop her. And I'll say this, is that so often we can get uh, a, a negative report from the doctor and there's so many people want to give up and roll over and die. But this is where the inter spirit, the will to live, the desire that that one has to have to want to live and wake up in the morning. That's what Shimon reminds me about every time I see her, because I realize she had such a, 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 a she has a, a thrust to live. Yeah. And when I think about, you know, when Shimon would go on campus with me and, you know, um, I don't know if it's like, uh, you know, uh, kids and parents or whatever, but we get out the car and we both start walking towards a building and the students will run out, pass me up. And they're, oh, Mama Shimon, Mama Shimon, hey, Mama Shimon. And I turn around and I look like, okay, uh, Mama Shimon, let me go and give her a hug too. Yeah. And, um, she just has that, that magnet. And she's the same way with, um, uh, you know, uh, we've worked out at different facilities uh, or whatever it is, and people just gravitate to her. And uh, when I first met Shimon, I had no idea that we were actually related. Yeah, That's a different story. But, I know. Uh, you, know uh, <laughs> you, never, you never know who your kinship to unless you stop and really get into the person. And yes. I'll say this, we found out later that we were relatives, but I was drawn to her because there's this magnet about Shimon, that desire to want to live. And I'm going to tell you, yes. uh, if anybody wants a self-pity party, talk to <laughs> Shimon or someone <laughs> who was at the brink of death and, and, and said, I am not going to, I'm not going to roll over here and die. I'm almost certain, Shimon, when a doctor say, well, your cancer is back. You just roll up your sleeve and say, okay, I got to beat this. I got to fight. I did. That's yeah. exactly what happened. My husband and I both, we were like, okay, what we got to do? We did research the second time, more research. Because the first time I took CHOP chemo, I just took it because I was desperate. You know, it was like, you either take this or you diet. Okay, give it to me. But the second time around, I was like, okay, I want to do something that's going to align with my natural path that I had taken, organic stuff and juicing and all that kind of stuff. And I did Rituxan, which was a, a miracle drug, miracle. That's why I'm here. It was I went through a test period, a test trial. I was like, okay, let's do it. And um, made a difference, made a huge difference. But you gotta keep fighting. You gotta yes. keep fighting. You can't just give up. I mean, life is precious. Even if it sucks sometimes, you know that old saying, life is hard and then you die. <laughs> well, you know what? If you want to look at it that way, I say life is challenging, it's exciting. It's, you never know what's coming, but I'm here, I'm breathing and I can always change. No matter what, if I wake up, it's a new day. Start all over. Absolutely, I love that. I love your audaciousness to believe, but yeah. also to receive because I find that so many people, even with health uh, diagnoses, you know, that are not as drastic as yours, that will give up and die because of a word spoken over them. Yeah. How powerful were the words that you spoke to yourself? And I believe that you must continue to speak those words to yourself because yeah. you are full of power. How does your internal self-talk uh, sound like, Shimon? What do you say to Shimon? What to do I say? Girl, you got this. <laughs> You got this. You better wake up and show people what it's all about. And you know what else I say? I'm not defaulting. No more defaulting your life. 
I designed my life. Yes. And that's the gift God has given us to get up and we choose our life. You know, they say uh, God gives you, what is it? Uh, self, um, what is it called? Uh, you choose uh, free will, free yeah. will. That's it. I have the free will to have the life I want. He's given us that. So that's why I do what I do. Absolutely. We are free moral agents. Yes. And God will not do it for us and we cannot do it without him. And that is what I think so many people expect God to do it all or they try to do it all themselves. And it's a partnership. That's right. It works in concert with us. I believe that with my whole being. Wow. You are an inspiration, a gift. I'm like you, uh, Dr. E. I want to scream. (laughs) (laughs) Mama Shimon. I'm serious. Life is beautiful. It really is. Truly. That's where we meet God. You know, Shimon, one thing that I, uh, that I, think about when I think of you, and that is a person who's not going to let the world tell you how to live your life or what you should be doing right now in your life. You're doing your life based on, would you say, your design? And I appreciate that. It's because so often we can get caught up with where we should be at a certain age in our life or at a certain stage in our life. And we allow the external environment to tell us or to dictate to us what we should be or what we should have and all this other stuff. And it can really make us sick. It can make us depressed. It can just make us feel like, okay, we're not worthy. And so I do appreciate the fact that you're designing your life to be in what you want. I appreciate you for that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that too, because I I just, I refuse to give up. I refuse to give up. Now I'm dealing with diabetes. I refuse to give up. It's always a challenge, but it's not impossible to live a good life up here first, secondly in here, in your heart, and then you share with other people. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, they say that there are four different modes of survival that we go into when we face a crisis, and it's either we fight our way, you know, we fright our way, we get scared to death, and then we're paralyzed and we don't move, or we freeze, you know, mm-hmm. it just absolutely gets stuck where we are yeah. or we find, you know, we yeah. just try to people please everybody. And yeah. I love that you have taken the survival mode of an audacious fighter. Like yeah. I am going to fight with yep. all that's in me. I'm going to fight. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stand. I'm going to research. I'm going to be on the trial. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to live my one and only precious life. Yes. I love that. I love yes. that. That's and not sitting said. around yeah. complaining. Yes. Oh, poor me. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. What you do? No, that takes too much energy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We have to go out and share good energy. It's so much other stuff going on. You don't need to come in with oh, down or Debbie all the time. I, so, no. No, no, no pity, poor me, partner. Nope. No, not nope. no. Mama Shimon, no way. No. Nope. <laughs> Nope. No way, nope. no way. Yeah. And like you said, when you have a partner in this, and we all do, we just all have to choose the partner because he's already there. He's already put the hand out. Yes. But if we, if we choose to do it, then this is when he says, it's not that he's showing favor on us over anybody else because I, I don't like when people do that. Oh, gosh. No, he don't love you more than he loved me. But 
he sees that you probably did a little bit more or I did a little bit more. And he says, I'm going to help, help you wherever you put your energy into it. Yes. Isn't yes. that beautiful? Yeah, so, it is. There's no competition. God loves us all. And mm-hmm. I'm going to take every little bit I can get. And that's why I keep it positive. <laughs> well, keep bringing the joy, Shimon. I will. So we love it. So Shimon, uh, if, uh, what would you tell just any of our listening and viewing audiences um, uh, how to keep you know, a positive look, uh, outlook on life when they're given negative moods or when they're going through a health situation or the doctors say, hey, look, you got to get on this diet. You got to do this. You got to do that. What kind of advice would you give um, anyone that may be struggling at this point? I'm going to give them the same advice my doctor said to me. She, she just blew me away because I was in there in that wheel. Like, they had to wheel me in there because I couldn't even walk. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, here we go again. The doctor said, well, <clears throat> you're going to die. She said, just like that. You're going to die. But not today. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. And she said, so get up and start living your life. Mm, wow. I love Bam. Yeah, bam. That was over 30 years ago. I'll never forget her. I'll never, she was one of the best. I was at UCSF getting a second opinion. Like, is there, no, I can't be going through this again. She yeah. said, yeah, you are. Yeah. And, and you will die, but not today. Okay. Love and that. Get up and start living your life. Right on. Wow. Live your life. Stop being the victim. Live your life. Wow. Absolutely. And words spoken over us are so, 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 so powerful. I've, I've unfortunately and regrettably, tragically have seen the opposite where, yeah. you know, physicians will give people uh, an expiration date, like we're a piece of meat and they're stamped on our feet or something that just drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. And people will, in, you know, in, uh, unintentionally fulfill that prophecy right. spoken over them mm-hmm. you know but nobody has that much power over our lives we get to determine a lot right. of how long we're going to be here and it's you are so positive true. you so are positive of that okay. and we're blessed in the united states to have so much at our resources right. like like the charity that uh, marilyn was talking about we do things in other countries where people don't have a hospital they don't have access to nurses or doctors or they have to have a midwife come in so we have a lot in this country. Oh, we need absolutely. to step up and start owning and start doing what we're supposed to do. If everybody say we're the greatest country in the world, then let's be that right. humanly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 I yes. can shout to that. Right. Drop the mic. Absolutely. Well, Queen V. <laughs> I, I, I think Queen V. We need to wrap it up. So oh. why don't you, you know, um, say what you need to say as far as summarizing what we had uh, experienced today with this lovely woman, Shimon, uh, Queen V, take it over. I don't even believe we have hit, you know, the tip of the iceberg with Mama Shimon. I am sure that we'll have to bring her back, Dr. E. I know our viewers will want to hear more of this dynamic dynamo of a person. <laughs> But for today, if they want to watch us, they can go to queenbeeanddre.com. We are on everything, pretty much. YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook. And please come and stay with us, like us, share, and subscribe. And Shimon, how can people find you? 
Well, they can find me at Shimon Skincares on Instagram. Yay. <laughs> how, do you, how do you spell Shimon? S-H-E-M-O-N-E. Skincare, S-K-I-N-C-A-R-E-S. Shimon Skincares. Okay. And you're also on Facebook. Yes. It's Shimon Bavel on Facebook. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thank you, Shimon, for joining us today. Creepy, uh, we did it again. I, I, I just love, love, love these wonderful guests that we have. Thank you for joining us. And we will see everyone next time. And thank Bye -bye. you, guys. You're amazing. Oh, thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We've got audacity to believe, to believe, yeah. We've got audacity to believe, to believe. Queen B and Dr. E.